Thank you for listening to the Praise Family of Churches podcast. We have physical buildings throughout Oregon in Monmouth, McMinnville, Eugene, Mitchell, and Willamina, but our community extends around the world. If you would like more information about any of our churches, please visit www.praiseonline.net. Welcome back to Behind the Message podcast. My name is Mackenzie, and today in the studio, going behind the sermon preached on Sunday is Pastor Joe Pearson. Hello. And Pastor Matt Smucker. Hello, hello. Welcome back. How was your Father's Day? Mm, awesome. Did you get to eat? Good. Yes. I, we ate. ate. I ate and worked in my yard. Yeah. It was kind of cool. That's awesome. It was a nice yeah, relaxed we did day. A, we did a family bike ride and had we we've actually had this meal twice now during quarantine um <laughs> where holly and i get sushi and then the kids get like chicken nuggets and <laughs> like from the freezer so <laughs> it's uh they helped us finish off the sushi too but um but yeah it was a, it was a do nice do your kids day. like sushi they do actually okay. yeah not the wasabi mm. yet we haven't got them hooked on that okay but, but they'll get there yeah, probably. yeah but the rest of it they yeah I love it. I love it. Well, this weekend was Father's Day, and we had a kind of a special message for Father's Day, um, kind of on your heart to specifically talk to dads and to leaders this weekend, Joe. And um, so maybe tell us a little bit about kind of behind the scenes, kind of where was your, how did you get to that message? Well, the text was Galatians 5, and I really, I Paul the Apostle is one of my heroes. Honestly, his uh, radical uh, preaching and teaching in the culture that he was in was so counter, and and his um, his leadership of the churches uh, was phenomenal. Uh, obviously, I mean he's Paul the apostle, mm-hmm. but he really <laughs> he really he really uh, uh, did a good job, I think, in leading. And I was thinking it was Father's Day, and I just you know the. My wife asked me, Lila asked me if uh, what the one of the hard things that it is about being a father. I just said the pressure. And I think that's true from the standpoint of that we want to be good leaders. And some of that pressure is self-imposed. We mm-hmm. want to do a good job. We want to lead, but we don't want to be bossy. Mm-hmm. We want to mm-hmm. lead in a good way. And so I started to examine Galatians 5. And I just saw all kinds of great examples of leadership. Uh, that was coming out of the pages with Paul's interaction with the churches and what his request was. And so, um, and then he ends it up with, since we live by the Spirit, let's walk by the Spirit. It was, it was, it was calling people to follow, mm-hmm. which is not just calling people to follow him, but mm-hmm. to follow God yeah, and to walk good. with and step with him. That's good. It kind of came out in our discussion in the um, community group here at Monmouth Church that, uh, there was a individual who was talking about how he didn't really feel like a leader. Hmm. Uh, he's much more of a follower and not in a, like, I don't think in a way where he was really demeaning himself. I think it was just like, um, just never have seen himself that way. And, and then Ben reframed it in a really cool way. I think that term leadership can be a hang up. I hadn't realized that until that moment. Uh, and Ben had reframed it to, having an influence 
on people and mm-hmm. sure. um and we kind of talked about you know a little bit of a bystander effect that when you follow jesus other people are encouraged to follow jesus whether yeah. you're whether you're mm-hmm. quote unquote leading what you you know like what it normally looks like to be a leader or not you're still influencing exactly. and that was something that really i think was a little bit of a light bulb in in his mind of like oh yeah, like yeah i do influence people yep. and so that was really interesting yeah. i do want to go back to that pressure thing because i think that's something probably a lot of dads particularly and men need to hear about what is that pressure like what are the wh- what's the pressure tell me more about that because i don't i don't have a dad pressure so what <laughs> what are you feeling what's the message in your mind or what's the pressure is it pressure to do something to be something maybe unpack that oh the pressure to be appropriate. <laughs> oh, gosh. In my words. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that pressure is not bad. Okay. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it's evil pressure. I'm right. just saying it is a lot of pressure because sometimes we we just want to do a good job because mm-hmm. there's so much at stake. We have kids, we have wives, and we have families, or sometimes we we don't have wives, or we, what, whoever you are, and wherever you are at. There's just a lot at stake with the people who you influence. Yeah. And so right. I, I know that there's a certain amount of that belongs to individuals and that we don't have to own that. Sure. That they have their own they have their own decisions to make. We don't, my kids have their own decisions to make. Yeah. My wife sure. has her own decisions to make. But I have the pressure of doing a good job of communicating who Christ is in a way that is uh, easy to follow. And that's mm-hmm. that's where the pressure is because I think I, well here's I, I junk it up with my attitudes, mm-hmm. with my insecurities mm-hmm. and my fears. I get afraid and then I get mad because I want you know mm-hmm. I want them to do better, and mm-hmm. so I get afraid for their future and then I you know so there's a lot of traps in there and that's why I guess where the pressure is. Sure. I want to do a good job. Sure, totally. Mm-hmm. Matt, do you feel that pressure as a dad? I think so. Yeah, I, I just hear Holly's voice of, uh, you know, kind of whispering to me, like, are you being a good witness? Yeah. You know, and because, <laughs> uh, you know, you get upset at the kids or whatever in the yard and, you know, the neighborhood's hearing what's going on, you know, and, and you're Stay the pastor. And lawn. You're, so, you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to be a good Christian as a pastor, right? So, sure. Oh, yeah, there's uh, that. I think there's that kind of Double. pressure to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just for fathers, but. Um, sure. But I think, you know, as, as a father, there's there's some of that. Yeah. And as so. kind of a, you know, that idyllic head of a household, there's people watching you. And so it's like right. you're not only responsible for yourself. I think about a, um, I listened to a Brene Brown audiobook a while back, and it just rings in my ears a lot. It was particularly about, it was men, women, and worthiness. And so breaking down what what shame and vulnerability looks like according to gender how it's different Mm -hmm. um and there she tells a story about how there was a man who approached her she was only doing research at the time for women and um, a man approached her at one of her book signings he was with his wife and a couple of daughters and um and had some questions and he said i I just noticed that you never research on men Hmm. and she said oh yeah nope just uh, only like women and shame and whatever and he just said well how convenient for you 
And oh, she's like, oh, Ooh. really? <laughs> and he said, and at the time, like, the wife was, like, 20 yards away, just like, come on, honey, like, let's go. Yeah, and let's not have this talk Let's right not now. have this talk. <laughs> and he's like, because look over there, that's my wife and my three daughters. Um, they would rather me fall, die on top of my white horse than fall off of it. Oh. And mm. and struggle and see the struggle. Yeah. Um. Because she talks a lot about like women, kind of in that perfectionistic mindset of like do it all, do it perfect, and don't and don't let anybody see you struggle. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a misconception that men don't, ex- uh, you know, have that. And I think especially for dads. So I right. wasn't sure if that was kind of like in that ball game, but I was just thinking a little bit about that. Well, it kind of is, yeah. but I think that I wanted to make the point to lead out of relationship not your position yeah and sometimes Mm -hmm. we try to lead out of our position and it really messes things up yeah but if we just flow out of a relationship with god and with a relationship with our families and Mm -hmm. whoever else we're walking this life with then it kind of flows easier and Mm -hmm. i think that's a challenge to all i mean if i'm talking to pastors that's what i would say to pastors don't lead out of your position yeah. And it always drove me nuts when they vote a pastor in and they make him the pastor and then everybody's supposed to like, okay, he's the pastor. Mm-hmm. No, that's a relationship role. Yeah. And sure. so you have to lead out of relationship and it yeah. takes time to be there. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the trap for any of us in a leadership position Absolutely. that we, I mean, I know I, I experienced this. I'm sure you guys do too. Of like not letting your identity and worth come from the, the fruit of whatever you're doing um, right. and, and mm-hmm. from, you know, your ministry or your work or whatever, but really yeah. letting that come from Jesus. Uh, I think it can that's exactly what you're no. talking about. That can be the trip up. That's huge. Yeah, and, and it comes out every Father's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe even more so than Mother's Day because I think predominantly we tend to have better experiences with our mothers, yeah. you know, in our society. And uh, fathers usually get a bad rap, mm-hmm. you know. And, and as a father, we have this idyllic view of what that should look like, mm-hmm. but that doesn't always match our experiences. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, are we striving for that, you know, picture-perfect, you know, dad role? Mm-hmm. Or are we able to, to kind of rest in who we are in Christ and mm-hmm. build on that? Um, I think it's it's important to to get back to that that foundation and take some of the pressure off of hey yeah Jesus loves me no matter what yeah. what I'm yeah. doing right now but that doesn't excuse me from sure growing oh yeah and developing in my fatherhood and, and living that out in a better way but it, it gives me some I mean some grace to stand on yeah, yeah totally um, just some fun questions about being a dad. I just thought it would be fun. Yeah. Um, both of you have two girls. What's it like being a girl mm-hmm. dad? Oh, wow. You know, I, I don't know. In my limited experience, I mean, Joe's been a girl dad longer than I have. Because <laughs> I feel like I can, <clears throat> I can see it differently than I've seen other dads. I Yeah, I don't know. For me, I, I don't feel like I treat them any differently. Sure. I mean, they're very active and... Uh, you know, in the stereotypical roles of like what a boy should do and what a girl should sure. do, like we tend to give them all those experiences that they mm-hmm. want to do and not limit it to a certain thing. Sure. Um, you know, if they wanted, like both of the girls were doing dance, 
lessens mm -hmm. this this term, which looked a little different because they had to do it like by video, and oh, yeah. it's really hard to do dancing on video. It's really hard <laughs> in your living room when you don't have your, you know, rest of your class with you. But yeah. um, you know, but if they don't want to do that, they can do sports, or if they, yeah. you know, um, they I've taken them hiking and camping and oh, yeah. all those kind of things that you know. I would ideally do with with a son you know my son's the youngest mm -hmm. so he hasn't i mean just physically it's harder for him to do some yeah. of those longer hikes than the girls can do right now yeah, yeah he's just um little. but yeah I, I honestly don't really see a lot of differences in that way mm -hmm. um just try to raise them you know to follow jesus and live out what they're geared for mm -hmm. and i think that's one of the cool things about being a parent in general is just discovering what your children are mm -hmm. gifted in and what they're bent towards mm -hmm. and and really encouraging that yeah so. yeah yeah that's a i don't honestly i don't know if i would be a i only have girls and yeah. that's weird because we um it's weird to think you would be all you can imagine is what you have. Yeah. I can't imagine sure. having a boy at this point. I mean, it's like, I have grandsons and sure. they're awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really enjoy them. It's not like, oh, I hope I have a girl or I hope yeah. I have a guy yeah. or boy. And so mm -hmm. it's not really, a, um, honestly, I don't, I'm not, I, we, we didn't care and yeah. we didn't, you know, so when you, you get what you get sure. and then you turn into and that. And you don't throw a fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say. That's the generational thing. Like having that. young kids, having grown kids. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. well, and as you see yourself uh, imagining yourself as a father, it's probably easier for some people to think, oh, I could be a father to a son, but I might have a hard time being a father to a daughter or mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so all those preconceived notions evaporate like in the delivery room because it's yeah. like oh man it's, it's just gone human right yeah. there right <laughs> it's over now i'm just gonna have to do my best yeah 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 well i mean i would say one of i think one of the uh um fruits i don't know what the word i'm looking for is of of joe you having girls and knowing girls well is that when you built the Harriet house, you built a lot of closet space <laughs> and a lot of bathrooms. So yeah, that, yeah. it informs you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I'm really nervous about being a, a dad to two girls is when they get a little bit older mm -hmm. and the other boys start coming around mm -hmm. because right now that's not a big deal, sure. but you know, give it a few years and, I don't know, Joe. You have more experience than that. <laughs> not feel that maybe you don't want to talk about it on the, on a recorded. Uh, yeah, no, thing. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, my wife is good at this. She says I am going to enjoy every stage. Yeah. Mm. She says I I do not like to hear people whining about their teenager kids or their toddler kids or whatever waiting for right. that next stage. She said, I am determined to enjoy the stage I'm in right now with my hmm. child. Hmm. And that's a really that's important thing. I think if you, if you, uh, okay, my ex, here's my advice, Matt. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and don't throw a fit. So sure. uh, okay. if it, the, just when they get to that age, that's not when to pull back. It's what mm -hmm. it's when to engage more mm -hmm. right. relationally, yeah. time wise. Mm -hmm. Oh, we did paper outs together, and that was the best thing in the morning because mm -hmm. I had to drag him out of bed and we <laughs> twenty five below zero and snowing sideways, and we'd uh. have to go out there and deliver newspapers. And uh, it was 
it was terrible getting up, going out the door, but coming in the door was wonderful. Hmm. And then you'd have breakfast together and you have this relationship together and it, you're just talking about everything in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's just, honestly, that's, um, that's the, I think the secret is don't ever back up because you're unsure how to handle that age right. span. Mm-hmm. Engage more yeah. and on purpose. Camping is a mm-hmm. great way to do it. Mm-hmm. So when they're teenagers, you they have to go camping. <laughs> and, and oh, and it, especially without reception for their phones. Absolutely. So and just better. drag them out there. And yeah. Bring a friend if they have to, but sure. I mean, they have yeah. to go camping. Yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> yeah. really good. Um, when? How did you guys find out that you were, you guys were, you weren't, but your wife was pregnant with your first? Do you have any fun stories with how that? How did we find out? So Grace was your first. I don't know. Did I she think tell it was you like in a, a fun way or anything? I think it was like a one of those test strips you pee no, on. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing crazy like, whoa. It was pretty normal. <laughs> or did you know? I, I, you yeah. know I honestly, this is, I'm sorry. It's hard for me. This is, they have parties. They call them gender <laughs> reveal parties. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like. Oh yeah, there's parties for everything now. Oh, and I, I'm sorry. It, it's, it's hard on me because men are supposed to go to, Baby showers and play yeah, the games. Yeah, that's new. It's not for I me. I went to a baby shower last mm. summer. Yeah, last summer. And I didn't know that it was all couples. And I'm one single oh, person. Yeah. And when awkward. I got there, they were like, and, and I went with one other single girlfriend. Oh. And they were like, well, do you want... Do you guys want to be a couple so that you guys can play the games? Like, they planned everything <laughs> oh. for couples, and I was, ooh, it was. So, like, one of you had to pretend to be the guy, and. Yes. What, and then okay. I was, like, a lot uh, more competitive because I wanted to prove my worth as a yeah, single yeah. woman. Like, like do you know this that, too. I don't know. Uh, these days are so different. Everything's different. I mean, yeah. they, for, yeah. I mean, wedding. Uh, bachelor parties or mm-hmm. like vacations. Uh, yeah, and I mean, mm-hmm. my brother, like a weekend away. my brother took me bowling. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's, yeah. that was it. Him and I. And so you know, these are weird days for me. And so when they have gender reveals, I, yeah, we we were talking on the phone, and Lila happened to look down at the strip that she had, you know, yeah. processed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, processing is that's the thing. The better yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Yeah. <laughs> Then we were talking to her folks in, in, out here in Oregon. We were in Montana. She goes, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pregnant. And so it was, I was happy. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. But that yeah, was, but... I was our, you know, we didn't have gender reveal. We gender didn't have reveal, a gender reveal party in the middle of the was, farm? The birth was the gender reveal. Oh, yeah. See, I, I remember we we definitely found out the gender of, mm-hmm. of Grace beforehand. Did I don't you, know. Did... I forget how long, far along she was or whatever, but she did an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't one of the 3D you know, no, cre- they didn't creepy have alien idea. ones that they do now. Those are yeah, <laughs> but, freak me I shouldn't out. say that. They're cool. They they really yeah. are cool. Oh yeah, they look um, nice. Colorful and everything. But this was like the static, <laughs> you know, old school one. And where you're not sure if it's like a human. Or I a was monkey. so thankful that that doctor or nurse or whoever it was was there to interpret it for me because it was just a bunch yeah. of fuzz. And so they were able to say, okay, this is this, and this is Crazy. not this in her case. And yeah, <laughs> and so we didn't know. That was yeah. the. Yeah. That's okay. My mom didn't know either. With no. us. Yeah. 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 Just a thing. We were going to have a Benjamin or a Joy. You and pick you one, one or the other. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Last dad question. Embarrassing moment. Any embarrassing moment of being a dad? 
Embarrassing moment. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, embarrassing moment. My daughters were singers mm-hmm. and drama people. And so they we did. Instead of following them all over the nation in sports, I followed them all, all over the nation in singing contests and mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So that was our thing. So yeah. I was so nervous at my daughter, Joy. She was in seventh grade. And if she would do well, she would get to go to nationals. And so I was like on the edge of my chair. And I started to sweat so profusely that my, this is kind of gross. but the, <laughs> Mine's going to be gross too. It's okay. okay well, <laughs> I had one of those light colored shirts that shows everything. You're, you know, when you sweat your pits out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the rings actually touched <laughs> in the center of my uh, torso here because it was just sure. I was drenched. It's just wicking it. It away. was just yeah. so nerve wracking. I was so nervous about this. <laughs> oh my gosh. And yeah. That was embarrassing for me and they just kept looking at me like uh, nervous like, dad. That's huh? dad. Yeah. That's me. You bring I don't an know extra him. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have extra clothes to change. I was just I don't know what happened, but it was just like tense. Well my story is about not having extra clothes as well. It wasn't my clothes though. <laughs> it was a friend. So uh, this was I don't know, I hadn't seen this friend since college. It was I don't know, seven or eight years later. And uh, we were having coffee. Grace was about a year old, and I'd brought her with me. And uh, so he's like all about kids, and he was excited to to see her. He he was single at the time, and so I said, "Oh yeah, you know, here you can hold you can hold Grace. There's no concerns about coronavirus or anything <laughs> at that point." And so he was uh, just kind of like bouncing around his knee, and then all of a sudden, uh, he was he noticed that um, her diaper hadn't um, concealed everything oh. that she was working on. <laughs> <laughs> had a blowout all over his shorts in the middle of the restaurant. And uh, so, yeah, that was a little embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't have any extra shorts to offer him. Did he hand her back right away? He handed her back right away. Right and away. then <laughs> I apologized and we had to cut our coffee a little bit short that day. Cause... Does he now have children? Uh, yes. So I'm sure he's learning, you <laughs> he's know. He's probably but... a little, feeling a little better now. <laughs> but it's what I was saying. Yeah, he had no experience with the blowouts at that point. Oh, my gosh. And... Yeah, I feel like, especially little kid dads, you just experience lots of different fluids and yeah. things that, yeah, mm-hmm. it's you just, know, and you talk about it all the time because it's just life. Because that is your life for <laughs> yeah. a good while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. Thankfully, we're growing out of that phase. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, this weekend, as we had Father's Day, it landed in the middle of our Freedom Series. Joe, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit how, how all this kind of fits into that. Okay, well, the leadership role that fathers play or that we we strive to do a good job at. I was trying to get to the point, and I made the point in the sermon, uh, if you want to be a good leader, uh, learn what God does. He leads us mm. with his spirit. He draws us. And so we need to draw people to the direction they need to go mm. and have that kind of sense uh, of leadership and learn from God how to be a good leader. Now, there's a saying in church world how the how the leadership goes so will go the the body or the church sure. and the same thing happens in families how mom and dad do the family will do mm-hmm. uh, it's so there there's a again we're getting back to the pressure thing but there's a mm-hmm. there's a a very much a cause and effect going on when we're walking with god in a healthy way now this is really critical because a lot of times there's very abusive bad homes that are mm-hmm. trying to lead people in religious or spiritual ways. I don't think they're spiritual in a good way. There is a 
there is a such a need for gentle, grace-based leadership mm-hmm. in this world, mm-hmm. period. Uh, and then it just translates into the home. Mm. So that's, I was trying to do that because I was reading about Paul the Apostle and it was Father's Day coming up. And I was just like, man, I like how he does this and how he leads. He's not, he's not a wussy guy. I mean, he doesn't just get all mamby-pamby with him. He's pretty serious and straight. Mm -hmm. Mark my words, he says. And that guy's been beat up. Like we've seen, we've seen, he's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Mark my words. If you go down this path, it's going to be disaster for you. And Christ will be of no value to at all. And he says this to them in such a straightforward way. He doesn't like, maybe you guys should not do that. Or maybe you should Mm -hmm. pull back a ways. Or I think that's kind of a danger zone. And I think there's times in our family's life and in our families, Mm -hmm. I mean that in a broader sense, there's times that when we're influencing people that we need to come to step up and say how we feel. It doesn't mean we say it rough. It's just say, hey, you're going down a path that I don't think is healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and have the, the fortitude to say that. And that's that's uh, what mm-hmm. leadership is, I think. And I obviously God tells us what is good and what is evil. Yeah. And so uh, we have to also be able to discern that. That's good. Well, the two discussion questions that we kind of went through in community groups, let's go through them a little bit ourselves. Just um, where do you find protection, support, leadership in your life? Is it a person or uh, what kind of relationship? I know we talked a little bit about that, so maybe we can discuss that. Yeah. Well, I I share this in the community group as well, but I think Holly, my wife, um, is the closest support you know that that I have and and leadership and we do uh, we try to do things you know in partnership together and mm-hmm. um, so I, I really value her um, her input her wisdom she usually thinks of things that I haven't thought of you know and and maybe vice versa you know that we yeah, work better together than we than we do on our own mm-hmm. um, so that's probably the top thing and and I think uh, over the years it's been cool to see just my relationship with my dad grow. As well, I feel like we're closer today than than we have been, you know, probably ever before. That's cool. um, so that's that's been cool. I remember when you first were going to college here, mm-hmm. or you were at Willamette, and your dad came for I think is because Matt's dad and I were friends in high school. Oh, oh I there's didn't a know whole that. podcast on that one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a we're not going to do that on the air because there's too much too episode. much information. <laughs> <laughs> But Doug and I were friends in high school. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. the same age. And so he and he went to uh, uh, South as well. But mm-hmm. my, he said to me, he said, I said, Matt's a great kid. And he says, you watch. He will do, he will do amazing mm-hmm. in this, in this world and in this church. He will take care of things. I've seen it in his life already as a young kid. He will just, he's knows, he knows how to handle things and he's just, very good at uh i don't know what the words was it but he described your so I well i don't remember that yeah, yeah. no you weren't there wow. we were talking, <laughs> we were talking about you behind your back but uh, it was so <laughs> it was right. just, he was just he knew you hmm. and he knew your gifts and abilities hmm. at that age and he told me that i was a one lucky dude to have him in my hmm. church and i hmm. and now i'm in your church so anyway, 
<laughs> we could argue that one. But, yeah, sure. <laughs> but that's the coolest thing. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. What about you, Joe? Where do you find leadership and protection? Uh, of course, wives. I think that's the basis of marriage is to how to, to struggle through those things. Mm-hmm. But I have people in my life. Uh, my dad passed away when I was engaged to Lila, my wife. And then my father-in-law was stepped into that role of fathering and leading me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed it. Um, because my dad had been sick for so long. And so I kind of like had to take care of him the last five years. And so my, Mm -hmm. my formative years in high school were pretty much taking care of my dad more than, I mean, I never had a curfew or Mm -hmm. he never got mad Mm -hmm. at me for anything. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. just that that I know of. I mean, I just, (laughs) I mean, I was just kind of like looking after him. So I was okay. But then my father-in-law stepped into my role of that light, but he was, he was 38 years old mm. and my, my dad was 66. Mm. So yeah. that's quite it. I had a Big sister difference. older than my father-in-law. Yeah. And so, <laughs> <laughs> my oldest sister who's 20 years older than me. It was older than my father-in-law. Yeah. So yeah. then, it, that's but he became that role, friendship role first. Mm. And we just did things together and camped and threw the baseball around and just did things together nonstop. Mm-hmm. And then through the years, he's been a great mentor and person who speaks truth. And I still have coffee with him every morning. And so I get yeah. to debrief things. Yeah. I think that's important. An important point about relationships is it's based on the shared experiences. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. If you don't spend so time with someone, you can't There's develop no, it. No. And you yeah. can just pick a leader. But if you don't spend time with them, they're mm-hmm. not really your leader. They're just somebody you send to thought about. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I remember in Montana, uh, what kind of a big moment for my life. We had a, a furniture store carpet and furniture store called Pearson Interiors. And uh, it was on Main Street. It had grown and our church had grown. And so we had this mm-hmm. church that was cranking and going. And then we had the business that was really growing. And I had a youth group and we bought a youth. Uh, we had a youth uh, center downtown in a bank that we remodeled and called it the safe place because there was a big walk-in safe there. That's and, awesome. and we it was all covered with neon. It was a cool thing. We didn't have a hundred kids in there and just jammed in there and it was for the weeknights. But it was the most exhausting time of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in one of my lazy boy recliners in my store and I had fallen asleep and I was the only guy in the store. I was out like a light. And my all of a sudden I feel my chair kicked and it was my father-in-law standing at my feet. He's here visiting from Oregon mm. in Montana. And he kicked me and goes, Jose. And I knew when he calls me Jose <laughs> that something serious is about ready to happen. Oh, okay. Jose, I've got something to, to tell you. And I said, okay. Uh, I've been just, you know, we've been here for a few days. And your mother-in-law and I have watched you guys. And everything's going great. Your church is going great. Youth group's going great. Your store is going great. Your, uh, your family's going great, but I got something to tell you. I said, what if hmm. he said, if you don't let go of some of these things, you may be able to save your furniture store. Hmm. You might even be able to save your church, but you won't be able to save your family. Wow. That'll like, yeah. Ooh, it yeah. was like, it was like Paul the apostle hmm. and Clayton, mark my words. Mm-hmm. It was like, Okay message received i let go of the safe place the youth center i had a we moved it back to the church i mean i took steps this this moved me to action Mm -hmm. yeah because i had a relationship that was worthy of the words he spoke had weight behind him 
the weight of love and and the truth mm-hmm. that was blended together in such a impactful way that he said you're going to lose some of these things you might be <laughs> he yeah. described if, uh, my if i didn't change my path i i might be a furniture owner in in the little town of north central montana to this day but mm. i would have lost mm. my family i would have lost my church mm. i would have lost yeah. everything else wow so that's what leadership um, that's spiritual mm-hmm. can yeah. do for you yeah that's yeah. good that's so good wow how do I follow that? <laughs> well, leaders have have concern, and they have a burden for yeah. those who they're leading, yep. right? And he, yeah. he definitely, I mean, oh. he showed that he loved you, and he wanted to keep your family together, yeah. his family. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was connected with that, right? Oh yeah, he had a lot of. He was invested state, in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that comes out of scripture too. That like you know, Paul talks all the time about if you can't lead your family, how do you think you're going to be able to lead your church or anything else? You like can't. it has to start mm-hmm. with you your just, family. You just yeah. can't. And so like that comes right out of that. That comes out of his relationship with yep. the Lord that comes out of his own time, yep. probably mm-hmm. mentoring f- that somebody did for him. And you yes. have to just keep passing that on. You, uh, I, yeah. I know him super well now. I mean, I knew him then too, but I, he will tell me times in his life that were so devastating where he was in trouble and he had people step into his life mm-hmm. with both feet in a healthy, loving way. So yeah. people had done that for him. So, we, so this is how it continues yeah. through the generations that's so mm-hmm. important too because i think i always see i've got you know a couple of girls that i've known through the house and just people i know in my life that yeah. they just are the ones that have to learn it their own hard way <laughs> and fall apart yeah. and i'm like i don't want to be that if i can learn it from somebody else's falling apart i would yeah. much rather uh, yeah. that and you know there's of course we all have you moments where we have stuff. to do it our yeah. own yeah. but yeah, yeah. but like if i can i, I would well, rather yeah. just be listening I'm going, to, I'm going to school on your mistakes so yeah. I don't have to have yeah. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. I think for me support and protection um, I didn't have a good father figure and so my mom actually filled both of those roles uh-huh. um, in a really I, I think incredible way almost supernatural like, like God mm. had to have helped her <laughs> sure. um, especially because yeah. she was in that sandwich generation where her when we were kids, like her parents were dying, mm-hmm. um, her mm-hmm. her brother, she only had one brother. He like all of them died in like the same year, oh, and she wow. was caring for them yeah. pretty much my whole childhood um, with really no help. Mm-hmm. Um, and and while she had my brother and I who were like in all the sports and all the activities, and she would literally and she was the full time breadwinner. My dad stayed mm. home. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. And so she was the she did everything. Yeah. And so she would work in Vancouver, Washington, and she had her brother and her dad who were in care facilities in Vancouver. She would oh, wow. go pick oh, them up boy. and then drive them to our baseball game or whatever it wow. was, wow. and then drive them back and then uh. all, all the things. And so it, she kind of filled that role for everything. That is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Truly, I don't understand it sometimes. Wow. I look I'll back. bet she doesn't know how she did it. I don't think she mm. does. Yeah. Mm. And we had no money and yeah. no resources yeah. and nothing. We had nothing. Sure. Um, and But at the same time, like I never knew that we didn't have any money. Right. I mm. never knew that we didn't have anything we didn't need. Gotcha. I never yeah. knew that it was as bad as it was. Mm. And so, it, I mean, it, in the midst of, you know, my dad not being a great role model and mm-hmm. yeah. actually being hurtful. So, you know, she kind of filled that role. And as an adult, um, it's kind of funny, like when you grow up and you have such a strong, like 
uh, she was almost like a single parent. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's more of a friendship that we have at this point. Sure. Um, and I don't know if that's just natural as you get older. I think like I, I think that's the best result. The best result. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she's mm-hmm. like my best friend. Yeah. Um, but also, I think as an adult, and also because my family doesn't have like like isn't very strong spiritually, I have to kind of find that leadership in other places. So I'd say like mm-hmm. our leadership team in the church and things like that is where I find a lot of it in that way. So, Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I think you should be able to. So yep. yeah. um, the second question was just, you know, an action step. How, how do we move forward this week? What's something that you can do to develop your own personal leadership or as we were talking about in our community group, um, influence uh, how do we develop that this week what's something you're going to do mm-hmm. yeah one thing i shared uh and i think it's still relevant a day later is is just finding margin mm-hmm. uh it's been it's been really weird in this season because there's like hardly any commuting mm-hmm. anywhere there's <laughs> yeah, hard, you know same. there's like running to the store that that Which was like three seconds away <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly it's those were the moments that i had space to think and process things or like listen to a podcast or do those kind of things that were outside of the to-do list Mm -hmm. so i think having those those times and just increase and building on that is just really important for me and in my leadership to to be able to think outside the box and and think think farther down the road than tomorrow Mm -hmm. you know or the rest of today you know to to have those moments of clarity of of like okay I think God can do a lot in our margins yes. of our lives. And we so. all need that white space. Yeah. Yeah. To think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where creative ideas come. That's where mm-hmm. you kind of mm-hmm. get an idea of what's next. Yeah. And so you just have to have those. I mean, you hike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By myself. You, yeah. I have to. Otherwise, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, Matt and I are very similar in the way that we process, I think. Yeah. And, and I have to have that, which is kind of what one thing that it's funny. It, how it seems very counterintuitive to develop my leadership, but it, I know mm-hmm. that it's the right thing. Um, is I, I need to rest. I need to like have yeah. some time to be alone and oh, and oh, yeah. whatnot, and and actually like get in that healthy Sabbath rhythm and things like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise, I'm going to deplete myself and not be a great leader at all. So that's <laughs> or, so true. Yeah. I got to do something else. I, I mean. I rest is okay, but I like to do other work. Sure. Mm-hmm. Other ideas. Mm-hmm. That's why I think bivocational pastoring is so much better because I think it helps you completely have a different set of stress mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. like hiking up a mountain. It's stressful, yeah. but it's so completely different than what you've been doing. Oh, and yeah. I right. Think, right. I think that's what your margins are. I think if you, if you just have to have a planned departure of the normal. Yeah, and mix it up. Mix it up. I take myself out to breakfast on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and so I and I don't want anybody with me, Mm-mm. and mm-hmm. I just want to sit there and I look and read and I sometimes I think and sometimes I just visit with the person at the table next to me. Yeah, but I just have alone time mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that's not hooked up with yeah with the church world or with the routine I'm in. Yeah, it's so important. I think the the place that I learned that the most actually was camp because you work six days on Mm -hmm. and then you have a one 24 hours off you had like dinner to dinner or breakfast to breakfast like that's what you had so like it wasn't like you know like in regular working world like you're off at five on friday and then like 
Then yeah. you have like a whole day off and then whatever, you know, no, no, no. It's like literally 24 hours. And yeah. when I was up on Orcas Island, especially when I, you know, because I was away from all my other things, it allowed mm-hmm. me to actually rest. And so I would go, I would, you know, probably until from like the time I woke up until probably three in the afternoon, I didn't even use my voice. Hmm. Like I didn't even speak out loud. Mm-hmm. No one needed me for anything. Yeah, it was, great. Uh, yeah, it's it was really, really, really important. It. So yeah. it's kind of almost an anchor point for me now to know, like, okay, Mackenzie, you were like really well, well rested and able to do what you need to do in mm-hmm. those moments. And mm-hmm. I think a huge piece of that is because of that. So it's well, really good. And I've heard it said too that I think this is, this is so relevant to this season um, that if if your normal work is using your mind then rest might look like using your body for something yeah, like that's intense good. outdoor, like lawn maintenance, hiking, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. sports, whatever you yep. need to do outside of your normal routine. If it's a vice versa, if you're, you know, doing physical work all the time, maybe rest looks like just sitting and thinking about Re- something reading or reading a book, a book mm-hmm. or yeah, exactly. That's Exploring, good. you know, having a conversation with someone. So, uh, we need to get outside of our routine to yeah. really find rest That's and really good. and we have to be intentional about that mm-hmm. and let's leadership to do that if you don't mm-hmm. burn out leaders will have a bunch of burnout followers and you just mm-hmm. can't have that happen mm-hmm. and if you rest and if you walk and you operate out of a place of rest uh, that refreshing life will it'll transfer yeah. to the yeah. people around you mm-hmm. yeah that's so mm-hmm. good well, we have one more week in our Freedom Series. I know. Um, Joe, I think you're on the docket <laughs> oh to close goodness. us up on Freedom right before the 4th of July. between American freedom and spiritual freedom. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Tune in on Sunday. That's going to be good. good. That's going to be so good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited, too. <laughs> Well, we got speaking team tomorrow to really hash it out. Yeah, right? I, I yeah. hope I don't have to move to Canada after the service. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Stay tuned. And um, if Joe's not here on podcast next week, we may be calling him in from Canada. So Maybe so. Good. There you go. Yeah, phone a friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for joining us on this week's uh, episode of Behind the Message. We'll see you next week.